Welcome to the Boston Sports Syndicate Podcast, a production of the Syndicate Network. Boston Sports Syndicate. I'm missing you back and back and back and back and back. Nights in my place and I need you in my habitat. We don't need a time and a place so your baby face it. And now, here's your hosts, Michael and Bill Travers. Welcome back to the Boston Sports Syndicate Podcast. Michael and Bill Travers bring it to you. Bill, how are you doing today? Not too bad. Just took a power nap after uh, after the Red Sox game. I was waiting for you to get set up here. Well, we had to take a long. We t- we took a little bit to get up because uh, we had to change our layout as we have done frequently. Almost, I think every single episode for the last month, maybe two months, we've been live on Twitch.tv slash the Syndicate Network, which brings me straight to bringing in our newest and greatest feature, which is James Cam. Bam. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, James. How's it going? Right. It so is great. We uh we have a thank you to give to James because if you're watching on Twitch you see a great new layout. It's not a hundred percent complete, but it's close enough to the point where you know, I thought we would be able to, to bring it to the to bring it to uh Twitch. But this was created by James. So big nice thank job, you to James. James. It looks uh it looks great. Um there's a little empty gap down there in the bottom. We'll 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 fill that out for the next uh for the next episode. But um James, your next assignment is to make us both look like we're fifty pounds lighter than what we really are. <laughs> I, I can do that. Let me just squish okay. the, I'll squish the screen and make it longer. <laughs> Although, you did you did a good job with the blocking yourself with the uh, with the laptop today. So that's that's good work. Yeah, yeah. Strategically placed. Do uh, more do, professional. Do either of you have a quick thought to lead us off? I do not. James. No, not really. You just want to you just want to dive right in. Yeah, cuz I got a lot to get off my chest. We got a lot to talk about. I have I have two Oh, Chris, Chris gets it. Sell the open spot for advertising. He gets it. If you can find advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> you work uh, for us. Let's go. Either way, I have two quick thoughts. One, um if you're if you're watching on Twitch, you heard um Jay Kelly his uh, song called Ransom brought us into the episode. And uh, the reasoning that I chose Jay Kelly for this episode is he just released a brand new CD called Burning Season, which you can hear on iTunes, you can hear on, I believe, Spotify, um, or you can get directly from him, jkellyband.com. So check that out. There's a nice little plug for him. Very nice. And secondly, um, we have, as a collective Boston Sports Syndicate, we have joined a forum to discuss sports um, with different different people i mean it's not it's not just boston sports it's a bunch of different a bunch of it's it's everything really you have video games you have wrestling you have ufc all kinds of sports all the teams um overtimeheroics.com so we've agreed to see other people yes so well sort of sort of <laughs> but uh so that that's uh that it, i think it'll be good for our listeners if they want to register for the forums and join in on the conversation um I would say I think everybody joined. That's uh, that's a part of the syndicate. So writers, has everybody. Fun. I think everybody joined. So um, it's a good chance for people to be able to reach. I know out. I have to join when I get the second. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm joining right now. I just woke up. Hold on, give me a minute. <laughs> um, so I, I, I think that'll be a cool thing for people to be able to connect with us, not during the podcast, or you know, maybe hear our thoughts, see our thoughts before. Uh, before we do get to the podcast. But that being said, we do have a ton of stuff to get to. Oh, I actually got something. Oh, oh okay. okay. Um, if people have been viewing our Instagram, that is a special reward thing, part of our Twitter. We're handing out three stars. 
This is actually the brainchild of our fearless leader, Mike. Mm -hmm. He he brought it to my attention that he won't want to do something like that. The graphics, of course, are my doing. <laughs> but, Humble brag. Yeah, go check it out. <laughs> um, especially go check out the Bruins one. Last night was very creative, guys. The, the Bruins very one nice job. Is, was probably one of our best ones. Right, so we, we, we can talk about that game. We can talk about what, what happened with the Bruins. But, uh, yeah, so, so basically we picked the three stars from the, from the Boston sports team. Now we don't care about the other team, so we picked the three stars um, that we feel did. And I don't even know if, they would, if I would call them stars because it's tough to pick out stars in some games, but the, the three most worthy we feel like we should mention. Um, and give their stat line and stuff. So you can join the car. You can you can disagree with us on Instagram too. You can comment right there and say no, you're an idiot. You're wrong. Um, it'll probably be James's fault, but um, but be that as it may. Um, no, my full, fault. full disclosure. Sometimes we fly by the seat of our pants. I don't know if this episode we're gonna have enough time to talk about the Patriots draft, but don't worry. We'll have another episode later in the week if we don't get to it. It's time permitting, so uh, we'll see. If you're if you're viewing on Twitch. Stand by, because that will be the next episode that we do if we don't get to it here. If you're listening, it'll be out Thursday. So, that being said, would you like to start with the Red Sox, Celtics, or Bruins? Well, we just talked about the Bruins, so why don't we go there? All right, that sounds good to me. Let's let's jump right into uh, the Bruins, which everybody should be excited about the Bruins at this point. Because Tampa's out, Washington's out. And I don't know if you heard this. Calgary's out. Go ahead. Do I have to say it? No, they're they're done. They can't. They can no. You could. Tampa's a wagon. They're a wagon now on the Oregon Trail that everything fell off and everybody died. <laughs> like that is that is now that is. They now all the, got cholera. Yeah. They all died. <laughs> that is now. That is. They're the Tampa all being Bay eaten now. by buffalo at this moment. Yep, that's the wagon that that currently is yep. Tampa Bay. So, um, but no, everyone should be excited because the Bruins are currently by record the best team left, and their path to this to the Stanley Cup Finals should be a. In, in easier one than anybody thought it was going to be. So if you're not excited about the Bruins right now, then you're just you're not a you're not you're me- you're not meant to be a Bruins fan. Um, that being said, did you has everybody been watching at least the Bruins at this point? I have. Couldn't quite stay up for the double overtime last night, though. I have to admit. Yeah, you didn't miss much when it comes to that. But um, when I have, I don't even remember the last time the last time we had met. I don't remember where we were as, when it comes to the series. But the Bruins knock out the Maple Leafs. They had just lost Game Five, I so, believe. Okay. Okay. Oh, you're right because I said that it was uh, that it was going to be difficult for right. them to go into Toronto, but Toronto was a better road team. So, um, what are your what were your thoughts on them closing out Toronto in their building and then coming home and winning Game Seven? What were your feelings leading up to all of that? My feelings. Or your thoughts. I guess you don't have to get, feelings, into, your, you don't have to get into your feelings. You could just tell me what you were thinking. What, 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 your, what your general outcome was, I guess, heading into Game 7. Well, anything can happen in a Game 7. I mean, you have absolutely no idea what's going to happen in a, in a Game 7. So, to be honest with you, I, my thought this week is the same as my thought last week, is where's the top line? They have been a no-show. They had one good game. I think it was game the last two, two or four. I don't know. Either either way, they had one good game in the series. Um, so once the Bruins beat Toronto in their building, I said, "There's to me, there was no way that Toronto was going to win Game Seven because of the curse of Toronto." For two, they're reasons. a cursed team. For two reasons. One is 
the Bruins just like like Bruins Toronto game seven. It's guaranteed that the Bruins are going to win that. Like I, and it's crazy for me to say that because I'm always Mister Negative, but Toronto can never. They can't seem to figure it out. It's like it's like the last three times that this has happened, the Bruins have won. It's like what Red Sox Yankees used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no if way the Red going, Sox were going to win a decisive was, game. Right. If it was going into a deci- yeah decisive game seven or game five or whatever it was, you knew the Yankees were going to win. You knew that. I remember being a kid and watching Tim Wakefield give up the Tim Wakefield give up the home run yep. to Aaron Boone, and it was like you knew it was going to happen. You knew for a fact that right. the Red Sox were going to lose that. You game. didn't know it was how. Just a matter of time. You right. didn't know how, but you knew some way it was right. going to happen. And that's exactly what the Bruins and the Maple Leafs are like now. They you just knew that they were going to win. So that was one reason. The other reason. Do you know how hard it is to go into someone else's rink and win three games on the road? And and that's what that's what Toronto was trying to do. They had already beaten them twice. And that's what that's what they were trying like that that that's extremely well, extremely hard to do. But you could say they've already won two, right? Which which is an accomplishment in and of itself. It I is. Mean, you win you win two games in a best of seven series on the road. You should take that series. Yeah, Kevin. Believe it or not, I actually am negative. I, I, that's <laughs> I know that's breaking news, but uh, you sh- you should. But it's very 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 difficult to win. I mean, be, usually should win that series because if you take two games on the road, you usually take care of business at home. That's why that. Right. That's why that happens. Right. But they weren't. They weren't taking care of business at home. But it. I just. I thought it was very, very hard, and I thought there was no way that Toronto was going to win that game. Overall, I think the Bruins got extremely lucky that Nazim Kadri. That Nazim Kadri is a moron. He could have made the difference in the series. Because huh? I honestly Obviously. think that the series changed. I know that was in Game Two. Two. Yep. But I but honestly, I think he could have been a game changer because you saw what happened and the third line, Charlie Coyle, Marcus Johansson, they kind of took over that series towards the end of the series and right, picked it up. Cuz the first four. two lines were a no-show virtually yep. except for that one game. Yep. So, I think that that and that that is he should have played his last game in a Toronto Maple Leafs uniform because he cost them the season. I know that, like, that's ridiculous. It was game two. You still should take care of business. Yada, 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 yada. I get it. Well, all you had to do was win one out of the last two games with one of those games being at home. You should. And they still didn't get it done. You should. But I honestly think that, that, the, the, that the Bruins – I don't want to say they stand no chance because that's ridiculous, but that everything changed when Kadri was no longer in that lineup, and he cost them the series. And what could end up being costing them, a trip to the Stanley Cup because the road to the Stanley Cup is kind of easy. I know it's the playoffs, but neither here nor there. We'll 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 move on to the. So let me ask you one last question about the Leafs series. Okay, uh, I I read or I heard that they won Game Seven because Tuca stood on his head. Yeah, Tuca's been incredible. I didn't really think he stood on his head. He was solid. He made in all the, the saves he was supposed to make in the second period. I must he have was missed something. Unbelievable. That that was one of those nights where we had like three different. Things that's going that's on every just, night at this point. Yeah. That's every night at this point. But in, in the second period of Game 7, Toronto emptied the, emptied the tank. And Rask was unbelievable. Rask has been so, so, so good in this, in this playoffs. In, in, for the entire playoffs. He hasn't had... I, I don't, there's no like glaringly bad goal that he's given up. Which, with Rask, you always expect there to be one a game. Where it's like, you really should have saved that. But it hasn't been that way. He's made all the saves he's supposed to, and some that he's not supposed to. Which is what you need in a playoff run. Yeah, I saw, I saw, I forget. So, I wanted to save the Tuka stuff because I do have, I do have a little bit of a rant slash 
bone to pick with 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 Tukarask. So I, I'll save it. But he's been good. He's been good thus far. So Columbus now they're playing Columbus here in the second round. Game one, both watched. I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. Let me ask you: Do you think it is a good thing or a bad thing, or or I guess who gets the advantage? With Columbus sweeping and having about a week or so off, 10 days I think it was, and the Bruins playing Game 7 having to play two nights later, who has, who has the advantage coming into the series? I say the Bruins do. Because, I Bruins. Because, you're, you know, Bruins are on a roll. They won two straight. They won their series. They've got the momentum going. They get right back at it. Columbus, yeah, they swept, had that high, and then they had to sit for a week and just let it all dissipate. You're both right, but you're both wrong. The correct answer. How did we do that? The correct answer. The correct answer, Kevin, you're also right, but wrong. The correct answer is it has benefits to both teams. Well, obviously. So so hear me out. Okay. Not because, you know, you're well-rested and all that stuff, but if this series is a short series, it's going to benefit the Bruins because they ride the momentum. If this series starts to go six, seven games, or, I don't know, has a couple of overtime games. They've already played two and a half games, basically. Right. So they've they've no they've played three games basically. No, I'm saying this series. Yeah, three games. They have an overtime in the first game and a double overtime and a double night. overtime. That's three games. That's well, yeah. I, I mean, mean the second periods obviously. You know what I mean? But but so if if these games start to if they start to have overtime every single game, now you now the now the 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 shift is. <laughs> that's right. It is whatever I say. It is. That's always the right answer. No. This is why I love Twitch. But the shift in the shift in um, who it benefits. The longer this series goes, if this game, if this series starts to go six, seven games, now all that that's benefiting Columbus because they have all that time off. They've already got their legs. Up. They they have their legs back, and now they're more rested than the Bruins. So, I think early in game one, game one was was a very very important game for the Bruins because that was the game they had to take advantage of Columbus not having their legs. And they did that, sort of, kind of. But uh, the way the Bruins came out in the first game, I thought that this series was going to be a sweep and the Bruins gonna, were going to win by eight because they were flying. They looked so, so good, and everything was going to the net. And then Sergei Bobrovsky decided he was going to be the best goalie in the world, which he can be. And now I'm a little concerned. I'm honestly concerned for this Bruins team. <laughs> Why are you cheering? You're concerned? They prove you wrong. Thank you. Good night. Next. Series over. <laughs> when he jumps on the bandwagon, even though Mike, I can vouch for him, he is a diehard Bruins fan, diehard Boston sports fan. When he jumps on the bandwagon, you saw in the Red Sox, they were falling down against Houston. And then Mike's like, eh, eh, and then they proved him wrong. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, put that in the Bruins' face. <laughs> Let's do it. Come Kevin's on. calling me out for Daddy wants a tough Who do they play in the next series? Either. Wait, no, that was, that was a. I was being facetious. Uh, no, but. But, but you I have, you have to Bruins be concerned because the top line, top two lines are getting nothing done. And you can't keep relying on your third line. In your fourth line to produce for you. Do you want to know? Do you want to know what I think is happening with this? I team? do want to know what you think, and so, so does everybody that's listening, so especially this, in Wichita, Kansas. So, th <laughs> so this, 
So this team, they're getting steady production from their thor- third and fourth line, basically, right? And they're getting nothing from, from lines one and two. So one and two is just sitting there like like a lion waiting in the in the tall grass, just waiting to pounce. Sort of. I mean, it could be. I, I don't know. It maybe, has to. Sir, maybe. Sooner or later. I mean, it's, yeah, at some point those guys are too good. But do you know what's happening with the third and fourth line that is not happening with the first and second line? James, go. They're not getting moved around. Boom. They're a solid line. Boom. Boom. doesn't know where he's playing. Boom. You stole that from my Twitter. <laughs> I don't stole. I didn't steal that from your you Twitter. You stole that from Twitter. I knew it. Before you post it on so with this, so everyone's complaining about Pasternak's not playing well. Is Pasternak injured? Is Pasternak this? Is Pasternak that? Which he may be. I mean, you, you never know. He could be injured. But what I honestly think it is, is that this guy from line, I mean, from shift to shift, doesn't know who is going to be his other winger or the center on his line. He has no clue. How are you supposed to be able to play? Or and, even and what to, line he's going to play on? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You don't you know, from shift to shift he doesn't know who's going to be his center and his other winger. It's changing constantly. Constantly. And, and, and if it were to change game to game that's one thing, but and that's that happened during the season. It changed game to game. He was with Krejci, then he was with Bergeron, then he was Krejci, then he was with Bergeron. Game to game I understand. Shift by shift, you are screwing up any type of flow, chemistry, game feel that these guys are getting with each other which I know it sounds lame, but it's a real thing. And you look at the third line, it's pretty much been left alone. And they're producing. You look at the fourth line, pretty much been left alone. They're producing. And the other thing that I don't understand, everybody can see that Pasternak doesn't have it right now because he's turning the puck over like crazy. Why is he getting double shifted? Why has Cassidy been double shifting? He, he, like it's, it's happened like three or four times. He's double shifted. He played... In last night's game alone, I saw him play with Coyle on the third line, Krejci on the second line, and Bergeron on the first line. Why are you double-shifting this guy to try and get him going? All he's been doing is handing the puck to the other team. Put him on a line and keep him there. That's what I, that, that's what I think is going on with these top lines. Is they, That top line, when they're, they're, their chemistry is through the roof when they're producing, obviously. And now you're breaking that up, and you're seeing the production go down. Is that a surprise to really anybody? Yeah, it is, kind of. I mean, with the, with the talent that Marshawn and Bergeron have, does it really, really matter who's playing on the other wing? It shouldn't. Shouldn't they, shouldn't they be giving you more than what they're giving you? It shouldn't, but you also shouldn't be, you also should not be messing with your lines in the playoffs. I don't understand it. I don't get it. If a guy I, I don't have hurt, an answer for you. If a guy gets hurt, that's when you jumble up the lines. Do you think this could cost um, Cassidy? Cassidy his job? Oh no, absolutely no. not. Because he, because because he's taking a team of nothings and made them the the second or third best team in the NHL two years in a row, record wise. His job's safe. I mean, it's not his job. It's just I I personally would like to ask him why he keeps jumbling the lines. Just set it and I'll set work it on and a let press it be for us. Okay. <laughs> just set it and let it be. Like I, I, I truly don't get why you're now in the second round of the playoffs and you still don't know what your first, what your top six is. I don't. I, it, it makes no sense to me. Absolutely no sense whatsoever. In a matchup thing, in in the first series, it might have been a matchup thing with John Tavares. Now, 
I'm sorry. The, the Columbus Blue Jackets are a nice story. They swept. They swept Tampa. I get it. They kind of suck. Well, they know, really kind of suck. You know the Bruins weren't going to sweep them. No, of course not. Of course not. I, I said sweep because I was, you know, I jumped on the bandwagon and it got got a little crazy. But they're good. They're good. But there's a handful of guys on Columbus that I've never heard of. And if I haven't heard of these guys, um, if you guys have never heard of them, fine, okay, like I believe. But well, which, would you say they have the best player out of out of both teams right now? With Panarin, oh, that goalie scored last night. Oh my goodness. Um, no, I think I think no, no, shot right there. No, I think the one over Rast's shoulder. Yeah, from yeah, the side. That, yeah. literally yeah. just on, like it yeah. wrapped around. It was on a it was on a horrendous turnover from Charlie Coyle, yes. hometown boy. Let's talk about that. Hometown boy. He's had his share. Now he's made up for him. He's come back and scored goals. At, I think right after that he scored. Pasternak. Was that the one he scored just a few seconds? At? Oh, Pasternak, Pasternak ended up getting credit for it. it off Went off skate. his skate. Yeah. 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 The, the, the goal Panarin scored was unbelievable. But I still think that Marchand is better than Panarin. And I think Bergeron's better than Panarin. But Panarin's hot. And the other two guys aren't. Panarin's, Panarin's probably a better. Like, if you Panarin's take away the, the empty best. net goals that Marchand and Bergeron have scored in this series, how many do they have? Honestly. Oh, we're in the playoffs, period. Oh, Marchand, I think, had two in, in whatever game. One of the games they had like seven points between the two of them. Game two or game four, whatever it was in the Toronto series. And outside of that, they haven't done anything. Panarin is probably the most gifted goal scorer on the, uh, on the ice. And then it's probably Matt Duchesne. Who so scoring you, you combine that with a hot goalie. Yeah, they're dangerous. That's how you stole that game last night. Yeah, and they almost stole game one. Yeah. Within that way. And the Bruins had their chances in overtime. It's, it's really – Bergeron the, whiffed on a couple of shots right in front of the net. He had a rebound that he couldn't get a hold on. He would have had a wide open net if he was able to get the shot off. And it would have ended the game. Bobrovsky has been the best player on, on both teams. He's been the best player on both teams. He's He's, he's – He's been better than Rask, and Rask has been pretty damn good. So, I don't know. I mean, when you get a hot goaltender, you saw what happened in 2011 with, with, with Tim Thomas, and anything can happen with a hot goaltender. But I just – Columbus was playing three defensemen basically last – they mentioned it on the broadcast. That's how obvious it was. They were playing three defensemen, and, have, and, and their depth isn't good. You know who they do have, though? Ryan Dezingle. Have you noticed? I didn't make him up. He's I did hear his name. Yes, yeah, I did yeah, hear his name. Yeah, don't make that up. But they're they're they don't have depth. Like they they're just I don't know. They just they just shouldn't they shouldn't be this good. And, and it, I guess it all comes down to the goaltender. But Tukarask, have you guys been following along on Twitter to all the people on Tukarask? So Tukarask is a type of player that for some reason there's no middle ground. Love him or hate him. He's either elite in your eyes, mm-hmm. Ricky, or or you hate him. I don't. I can't think of anybody who hates. Him. But there's like no middle like. For some reason, it's like everybody's just like fighting back and forth whether he's elite or whether he's not, whether he's elite or whether he's not, and and it's entertaining. So if you ever if you ever see a, a thing going back and forth, basically just just watch what Ricky says about Tukarask because then it starts controversy. But Tukarask has been very, 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 very good, and you know what? He should be because he's getting paid like a, he's a seven million dollar a year goaltender. And that's exactly how he's playing right now. And he's doing exactly what he should be doing. But don't you have to take the whole body of work for the whole playoffs? You can't just go by, okay, he was good in this series. Okay, he was good in this game. 
we've got to see the whole thing before we can the whole really anoint good. him because his reputation is pooping his pants at the end. How do you do in game seven? He did well in game seven, but it was only the first round. How do you do in game six? He did well, but it was only the first round. So before we anoint him, let's let's wait and see the whole playoffs. See that's yeah, he's had a good run so far. Can he keep it up? That's been his rap too. Is he'll have some good stretches. Do it in the he couldn't do it in the playoffs at all before. Like like now now he's at least doing it in the playoffs, and it's still not good enough for the for the people that can't stand Tukarask. Well, he gained a reputation. I mean, that's that's the worst thing to shake. Is you know. First impressions are hard to break. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, does anyone else have any thoughts on, on Bruins and Columbus, or am I the only one? <laughs> no, I, I, I thought just I feel this like I'm doing a monologue. was going to be a Boston. I, I feel like Bruins I'm doing episode. a monologue. Well, you're the hockey guy. I have one, I have one other thought that, I, that came into my mind when it came to the Bruins um, when, when the Columbus series started. So five minutes into that game, there was more nasty going on in, in that five minutes than the entire Toronto series put together. You know, just, if I didn't know the history of the Bruins with the with the Maple Leafs and the Bruins with the Blue Jackets, I would have thought that Columbus has been their longtime rival. The way these guys have been going at each other just in the last two games. So doesn't that show two you? Games. Doesn't that show you how the NHL botched the playoff format? Screws up so bad. Because they purposely play in division so that it tries to force rivalries. And I get it. Like, like yes, the fact that the Bruins have beaten the Maple Leafs in, a, in, a, in, a, in Game 7 two years in a row is probably very, very good for the league. Very, very good from the entertainment factor. But that nasty, that gritty, that after the whistle, hard bodies, like all that kind of stuff, the hard body hits, all that kind of stuff is based on a team. It's not based on a rivalry because the, the rivalry is the Maple Leafs and the Bruins. But the, the the ferociousness that the Columbus Blue Jackets have is so much greater than the Toronto Maple Leafs. So that's more entertaining hockey. So it's like the NHL just doesn't they don't get that. They think that just because you play a team a bunch, now now they're gonna it's gonna force rivalries. But it's that it's it's it just and it shows you how soft Toronto is. How soft those players are there. Because they 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 they're not doing it. We have a question. We have, a, we have a Bruins question coming from Kevin. How do you guys feel the series will go with the continued hitting? Who does it favor more? I think that goes back to your point about Columbus being fresher, having fresher legs from clink, uh, sweeping the wagon early and mm-hmm. just sitting back and waiting for the Bruins and Leafs to beat each other up. I think you're right. Oh, I lost sound completely, so that's good. Um, but I think I think you're right as it as it. As the series goes on, the the Blue Jackets will be a little bit more fresh, and and it'll, it'll wear down the Bruins a little bit more. But I also think that's Columbus's game. So if the Bruins fall into that kind of trap, I think it's going to help the um, the Blue Jackets because that's their style of play. They're the, a heavier, harder hitting team. The good news for both of them is they don't play again until Tuesday now. It's not the every other night. Right. They do get a little bit of a break coming off the double overtime. Right. With travel in there as well, but a little bit of extra time to recuperate. Did everyone else's sound go out? or is it? Yeah, mine out? did too. Oh, good. Okay, Mine's so I'm going to take my headphones off so yeah, I can hear. So I can hear so I can actually. Uh, way to uh, just make, you know, make it up as we go. Um, but, yeah. But then you have to factor in the shorthanded lines later in the series. 
I think it just goes for both. No, I, I think it benefits Columbus. I think the whole thing benefits Columbus. Tampa Bay wasn't that heavy. No, no, no. But the 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 heavy the big boy game, the Bruins, as much as people love the quote big bad Bruins, that's not what they are anymore. They have Chara, who happens to be the biggest guy in the NHL. You saw Chara's hit? Oh yeah. I that scared me a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I thought Chara was either gonna break a hip and then kill the guy next to him. He's not that old we have to worry about breaking his hip. <laughs> hockey in hockey terms, he's old. He's old. He is old. The using three D man will will benefit the Bruins in the long run because that's that's gonna wear down Seth Jones and Zach Rowenski. So no, Seth Jones is not of abs. No. I did know that. Oh, I did I know that. Remember that when he got drafted? I did know that. Wait, wait to tie it all in. Um, do we have any? Do you have any other thoughts at all when it comes to to hockey, or should we move on to uh, a different series? Let's move on. What uh? What team? Uh, why don't we go to the Celtics where they just played? Well, yeah, we'll stay with the playoff teams. What everybody cares about. They hadn't swept when we when we met last time, right? The the series wasn't officially over. No, it was over. It was over. We all knew it was over. It but was over, we but thought Milwaukee might steal. Uh, Milwaukee. We thought uh, Indiana might steal one at home. Initial thoughts on the sweep? Eh, nothing to get excited about. They did what they had to do. Took care of business. James, job was to win and go to the next round. They completed the job. Very well said. Very very well said. I don't think anybody was surprised. I mean, a sweep is a little surprising, I guess. I was but, a little but... surprised only because they didn't have to win both games in Indiana. And I thought that maybe, you know, they just sit back in the in the in this last one and take it easy after they won game 3. But they got it done, so I'll give them credit for that. And then we get to game 1 here against the Bucks, which happened today. Today we're recording on Sunday, so today's Sunday. We waited on purpose uh to to be able cuz I mean, you saw everything we just had to say about Indiana. So let's talk about the Bucks. Um, what were your What were your thoughts from uh, from this game today? I, I was shocked, actually, not just that they won the game, how convincingly they won. Can I tell you something? Absolutely. Milwaukee. That, that's kind of the whole purpose of this podcast is for us to talk back and forth. If I were to say no, well, I just you know, <laughs> to be fair, I just spoke for. Right, well, we're into stuff that I, it, that I know goes. more about now. So let's go. Milwaukee doesn't impress me. Which I I understand they had the best record in the NBA this year. I understand that they were the best team in basketball, and they have arguably air quotes. They have the best player. Well, Wob is there. One of the top three. They have the best. They have the. They have the. Whoa, <laughs> 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 oh, Waba just doesn't like Kyrie for some reason. Who was good today? But um, who's been good this entire postseason? We so. probably weren't even going to rip Kyrie today. I'm not going to rip Kyrie. I'm not going to do it. No. Nope. Waba no. can do it in the chat all he wants. We, I'm not going to do it. We can't rip him. He's our first star. On our Instagram. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going to rip them. Um, but yeah, Mil- Mil- Milwaukee. They they don't impress me. Yes, they have probably have. They have the best player left. Probably the second best player in the league. Second or third best player in the league right now, with LeBron, Durant, and then. Oh, I wouldn't even put LeBron in that category G- anymore. G- no, he's he's. The, I mean, he's the LeBron's the best player in the league. Still, hands down, the best player in the league. Best player on the planet. Okay, I'm not. I'm okay. not going there. Pump your brakes. Pump your brakes. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm waiting. He's not the best player. Plain and simple. There are other players better than him. Not the best. I disagree. LeBron James, a healthy LeBron James, the best player in the world. Is he ever healthy anymore? Uh, that I don't know. But uh, the Bucks, to me, are a one-trick pony. The Bucks have. <laughs> 
The Bucks the Bucks to me are a one trick pony. The Bucks to me, if you I didn't know, I just I just read it in the chat. I didn't know that 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 Bessie had said to let Giannis go off. But I 100% agree. And he didn't even go off. If you Yeah, but if you just let Giannis get cuz well, I, I don't agree with games. that. I don't agree just let him go off. I, I'm not saying don't play defense on him. Yeah. But I'm saying if Giannis is going off and Giannis is putting up the numbers and he, he's going to get his more times than not, whether you double-team him or not, he's probably still going to get anywhere from 25 to 35 points, maybe more. Right? Okay. I'm going to break this down, stop this conversation. Oh, oh, whoa. Excuse me. Giannis. It's the James show. Yeah, right now, James Cam. James Cam. <laughs> The Bucks right now are what the Cleveland Cavaliers were last year. They have their star player no. and a bunch of no. let me finish. Star the Bucks player. don't even have a Kevin Love. And wh- what is Kevin Love? Still a pretty good player. A decent player. Okay, but you got all filler players after him. Without looking at your computer, name one player who's not on the who's on the Bucks other than Giannis Antetokounmpo. Eric Bledsoe. Okay, there. That's okay. one. And Bledsoe yep. was a backup point guard on the L.A. Clippers for Chris Paul. And now he's a starting point guard. Uh huh. Is he better or worse than Kevin Love? He's different player. You can't it's, compare a point guard to a power forward. I, I, I understand that, but no. but that's the that's your role player to Giannis. And to me, Kevin Love is still better than Eric Bledsoe. He needs somebody better than Bledsoe, which is Brogdon, and LeBron needed right? somebody better than Kevin Love, which is Brogdon, last year. Right? Uh, but let me get back to my okay, point. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Cleveland. How many games did they go against Celtics? Seven. Okay. With an injured Celtics team, right? Yes. Without their two best players. All right. Case close. Where's oh, and he did what? a mic drop, too. He hit his button <laughs> and shut his mic off. <laughs> he did. He muted himself. <laughs> I guess I guess what I'm saying is that for some reason, the, they have the best record in basketball. They should scare me. They don't. For some reason, I'm not concerned about the Bucks. And I think today might just feed into that, which means it's probably not a good thing for the Celtics that, that that's how I feel. But I honestly think that I think that Giannis is going to <laughs> I, think I love that, Lava. I think that Gian, I think that Giannis is gonna get his and if you if you can protect everybody else and you can shut down the perimeter outside of him. That's what they chan- that's what they did today. Well today actually they let guys shoot from the perimeter. They stacked the middle. They didn't let Giannis into the paint. They kept everybody I mean, out of the paint. They took, you know, they they basically said to Milwaukee, "If you're going to beat us, you've got to hit the outside shot." Milwaukee didn't do that today, and the Celtics today, I think, is the best I have seen them play team basketball this year. Granted, I haven't watched a lot of Celtics games, but it wasn't just a guy bring up a point, jack up a three. No, they were working that ball today. They were passing it. They were running some good plays. That little give and go between Kyrie and Horford was a pretty thing to see. They would just leave uh, Horford at the top of the three-point circle and hitting a three. When they're when they're playing like that, they are unbeatable. Be- I won't say unbeatable, but they are a force because they have so many offensive options on that team. Uh, Tatum today only scored two points? Four points. Tatum had four points today. He was not not involved in that offense at all, and they still blew them out by 22. That's the that's the thing about this team is they have so much talent they don't need everybody to be on at the same time they don't they don't exactly need, they, so they, who they, do you defend you you so so if in the next game Milwaukee makes an adjustment and they defend, take Horford out pick and, roll and Horford had a monster game against Giannis defensively defensively yeah a monster game yeah. and I hope I Al, hope he gets a star for that 
He on did our, get a star. Uh, on our Instagram. He did get a star. It not was, just not for the 20 points. The 20 points he scored were great. But to me, his defense was what won the game. So, so he shut Giannis like down. So, so we don't we don't type 11, in. 11 rebounds were the key. Yeah. We don't no, he t- had a monster game. We don't type in had good game defensively against Giannis. <laughs> well, you, because we just do the stat line. But but it, it, it does factor in like the, the that's kind of what we were talking James and I were talking about when it came to the stars is, you know, do we just go by the stat line or you know, and obviously we can't watch every single minute of every single game because who has time like that? Not me. But I but, do. Uh, but it I mean work. that does factor into that does factor into our stars. And he's been lights out defensively on so many people this year. He's he's the best defender on the team. Oh, by the way. Without Marcus Smart. No, even with Marcus Smart. How is Marcus how's Marcus Smart? How's Apples missing? and oranges. Apples and you're, okay. you're talking about guard versus center. Yeah, how's Mar- how's missing Marcus Smart going for the, for the Celtics right now? They they're it's what, one they're what, game. They're what 5 and 0 oh, and they have a uh they have a win differential Not of even about one game. 15 you look at points. Terry Rozier. 11 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists. Rozier doesn't get the minutes. Are you comfortable when Rozier's in, in the game handling the ball? Yeah. I'm not comfortable at Yes, I'm because not. Gordon Hayward's in I'm there, not. too. I said handling the ball. Yeah, because Gordon Hayward's in there, too, who handles the ball most of the time. Yeah, but when he's he, he's bringing the ball up. Yeah. When he was in today there, and, and Kyrie was out, there was a noticeable difference in the offense. They were not working the plays the way they were when Kyrie was in the game. So we're now five games in. Would you say that the Celtics have flipped the switch? Is this enough? Has this been enough for you to see? I need to see more. I need to see more. How much more do you need to see? I need to see them against Toronto. One game against Toronto. I I need to see them in a close game. They're going against Indy. Now they're going against uh, Milwaukee. (laughs) I need to see them against Milwaukee was the best team in basketball, James. Why? They were the best. They had the best record in basketball. Why were they the best team in basketball? They were a wagon, James. Why? They were a wagon this year. Why were they the best team in basketball? Because Celtics couldn't figure out what they were going to do. Yeah, but if the Celtics figured out what they were going to do, do you think Milwaukee was going to be the best team in basketball? No, I think that no, no. But, okay. but what about okay? But what about Golden State? They know what they're doing, and, and Milwaukee was still better than them. Golden, Milwaukee, Golden State. Milwaukee well, was a pretty damn good team. Milwaukee. About the West when you say the best team in basketball, that also includes the West. I don't know the the basketball is bigger than just the Eastern Conference. Basketball is 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 also the Western Conference, which the Warriors are in, and the Bucks still had a better record than the Golden State Warriors. They're the best team in basketball this year. They're not to be taken lightly. You can't you can't sit here and say, oh, we have to see what they do against Toronto. I understand you saying that against Indi- against Indiana how many because Indiana did, sucks. How many times does Milwaukee face a Western Coast team, a Western Conference team? I don't know. Probably the same amount that everybody else does. Okay. Well, probably I don't know how the, ske- the, I don't know how the schedule right? works. What? No, probably. the same. Everybody in the East plays everybody in the West the same amount of times. No, it's usually they- a home and home. Yeah. But- yes. Yes. But so do the Celtics. Yes. But so do the Celtics. I would. I would. I would. I'm impressed by this win today. Oh wife, yes, definitely. But definitely, I, I'm, I'm not going to say I need to see. I need to see what they do against Toronto. I can understand you. You saying. I'm not impressed that much by what they did to Indiana, who didn't have Oladipo. And but now, can you? Can, I you mean, know, you know when I'll be more impressed if they can come out and win a close game too. Because Milwaukee has got to win game two. This game was a two-point game at halftime. This yeah, was, th- your th- point was, being that's a close game at halftime. I'm talking about it at the end. 
You if, could if it's, you if could, it's a, a within four or five points going into the last couple of minutes, and the Celtics can win that game. I think if a game is within two points at any point in the second half, that's a close game. It doesn't matter whether you pull away in the third quarter or in the last five minutes. Even when they had an 18-point lead halfway through the third quarter, I was thinking to myself, I bet you they blow this lead. And they didn't. So yeah, that's, well, they, I, they I was did impressed by that. Year. Earlier in the year, they would have blown that lead yep. and maybe not lost the game, but it still would have been a close game at the end, that's which fair. they did not do today. That's fair. We are now through the through the Bruins and through the Celtics. I can uh, assuredly say we are not going to get to the Patriots this episode. <laughs> that, that's not going to happen. So we will. What we're, we're uh, for the people on Twitch. What we'll do is we will log off quickly, regroup, regather, get probably, our headphones working, probably take a bathroom break because I really need to pee, and <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll hop back on and we'll, we'll talk about the Patriots draft. But for now, we're going to move on to the Red Sox. Who I'll quickly give you what has happened since we have met um, with the Red Sox. Ready? They sweep the race. Everyone's all high on the Red Sox. They lose the doubleheader. Everyone thinks the Red Sox suck to the Tigers. They win the next two games against the Tigers. Everybody likes the Red Sox. They get rained out, so everybody's back down the middle. And then they get swept. Is this considered a sweep? Yeah. They get swept they by won the, the series. Race. Now everyone thinks the Red Sox suck. That's been your Red Sox week. High, low, high, low, high, low, rain out, low. What have you taken away from this week as the Red Sox? At least they're making some small strides to get back to their old selves. But they're getting better. They're getting better. Last weekend against the Rays was a really good thing. To it see. was, and I wrote an article that the Red Sox were back. You know, it was they had that swagger. But God, then you know, maybe it, maybe it's the weather. Maybe Mother Nature's against them, and you know, because they played really well, they were coming home for a series, and they get rained out. They lose the doubleheader. Then they win the next two games. Have a blowout in the uh, the last game of that series, and then they get rained out going into the Tampa series. I just think it's how the Red Sox are this year. I feel like this yeah. is going to go on all season. Well, until the starting pitching can figure it out, I feel like this is going to just go on all season. Where it's well, be some of the high starters, low, high low, high low. High some low. of the starters have figured it out. Rodriguez seems like he's figured it out. Price Price has, uh, Price, Price has been very very good. Price has been pretty good. Uh, Chris Sale, uh, worried, Bad. very worried. Porcello, eh. I mean, give Sale credit. He didn't have it at the beginning of the game, but then he he at least kept you in the game. You know, he ended up going seven. seven. He went seven. He was a, it was a quality start. Seven and yeah. two earned. Two no, earned. he gave a four. That's not a quality start. Yeah, it was only two earned. That's a quality start. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. More than six, less than three. It may six have only more, been two earned, but I mean, he gave up a triple for the for the second two runs. Yeah. No. So okay, I, I you know, it. I get it. I get it. But but. When technically, comes, technically unearned, but still. When it comes to Chris Sale, it's sickening that he only gave up four runs today, and he's improving. Like he is improving. He's getting better. Yeah. He was he was better, not this time out. The last time out, I think he went five or six, and he only gave up four runs. Mm-hmm. Earned. And now he only gave up two earned runs. Threw so, 114 pitches today. So, It'll be interesting to see. If he gets an extra day. If he gets an extra day or or if not, how he throws in that game. Because they don't have the luxury of giving him an extra day with Evaldi on the injured list. And you know and, who's, your, and, who's your fifth starter? And there's still seven games under 500. They, they called up some scrub from uh, some 31-year-old journeyman from Pawtucket. Was that Brian Johnson? Joe Smith. No, Brian Johnson. Was that Brian jo- He's on Joe the IL, Smith. too. Joe Smith or John Smith the or something like guy, that. Joe Smith? Yeah. Who pitched for the Angels and the 
and uh, maybe the Nationals. I, no, not that guy. Man? No, no, not that guy. Who's like a summer, like a, a sidearm guy? No, no, no. Hmm. Interesting. Exactly. I, was I that, mean, that, that's that that's what I was going to be. I didn't. I didn't know. No, no. I don't know because that Joe Smith was good. With that, that's the what you're looking at for your fifth starter right now. Oh, he's a starter. Oof. He was going to start the Friday game that got rained out. So maybe Mother Nature is on their side in there. Well, in that in that aspect, yeah. But so hopefully they get a. I don't think they'll get a Valdi back by the time they play the makeup. It's Josh June. Martin. Oh, Josh Martin. I thought it was Smith. Smith. Yeah, close. Thanks, yeah, Chris. I guess. Um, I guess. It, I guess we can. I guess. I mean, I. I just think that that's my analysis for the season. It, that, that is what they are. They're going to be high. They're going to be low. Then whatever. So I think right now they're seven and a half back. They're and eleven and eighteen. I would say. As of right now, well, I think there's yeah, they're at least seven and a half back, or maybe they were seven and a half back coming into eight. today, and the Yankees are only a, were only a game and a half out coming into today. So you're six or seven games behind the Yankees. Yep, you're, you're who are falling decimated behind. with you're injuries, now, right? So you're now falling behind the Yankees, who have about two regular players. Although Sanchez is back, Sanchez is back a grand hit a grand slam, slam yesterday. Night. Yeah, but but they've got about they've got about two, maybe three regulars in their lineup or actual starting players right now, and they're still figuring it out. So. Are you worried? I'm not talking about a sale, but are, are you worried about the Red Sox in general? You have to be. Josh you, Taylor. Can, can we still say it's early? Josh Taylor, not Josh Martin. They're no, lucky. They're lucky because they're, lucky they're not right getting the attention because yeah. as soon as the Celtics and Bruins are done, guess what, boys? You've got the spotlight. Yep. And who knows? By, by then, maybe they'll figure it out. I just. And by then, it might be too late. It could be. I think. I mean, it's crazy that they've been. Like, the sweep of the Rays was encouraging. Detroit has been good this year. So they're over 500, is, which is better than what you are. Have the Red Sox won a series yet this year? No. That's, no, that's we are, the most concerning part. No, they did not. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yes, they swept. Duh, they swept. Yes, Tampa. sorry. Outside sorry. of Tampa, did they have they won a series? No. That's the only that's the only series they won? Yes. That's 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 that should be concerning, I think. Absolutely. Um, we're going to we're can you strap James down before we start talking about this next guy so he doesn't get up and start <laughs> running around? Because his level of excitement, I don't think I'm going to be able to. Uh, I'm going to be able to handle. Good question, actually. Before we get to that, this is a good question. What is the difference between this year and last year with I, virtually the same team? I thought we were done talking about last year. Well, we Debbie stuck a to, fork in it. Debbie wants to talk about. She's the one every time it. Dave O'Brien mentions last year. She's like, "Forget about last year. Stop talking about last year." Does she get a Boston she's accent when she the, does it? She does, yeah. <laughs> Can't you hear it in the intro? <laughs> Welcome to the Boston Sports Syndicate. Don't know where that came from. Either way. Um, <laughs> um, what is the difference? Quickly, what is the difference? Complacency. Think so? Don't, I think they don't have that fire. <laughs> but can you spell it correctly? Can oh, you use Jesus. it correctly in a sentence? Oh, no, no chance. <laughs> Mute that microphone. I think it's it, it could be some complacency, but it also, I think, has to do with the way this team came into the season. They weren't ready. They weren't ready. They w- and I don't know if that's complacency or just... On Cora's part, it was. They just the, the starting pitching wasn't ready, and Cora screwed it up. He, he just screwed it up. Right. It was it was arrogant. He thought he could just roll the balls out. We're better than everybody else. It's the major leagues. You can't do that. James was trying to make a point and uh, couldn't uh, couldn't get it out, so he muted his mic and didn't know what complacency uh, how to spell complacency. So he uh, or use it correctly <laughs> in a sentence. So he remuted his mic. 
Um, but now we'll we'll let James have his moment. I apologize to James. Go um, ahead, James. James, unmute unmute your microphone and tell everybody how excited you are about Michael Davis. Michael Scott Davis. Oh my god. Savior. Wow. You realize that this dude has like the most strikeouts on the team and he's only been here for like a week, right? Three? Maybe. What does he have? Two home I don't have the stats in front of me, I should have, but who prepares? And Right here, dude. Okay. How many home runs does Michael Chavis have? He has three. He had one how many, today. How many strikeouts does Michael Chavis have? No, your microphone's all screwed up, I think. It might have gone out with... Uh, your microphone probably went out along with um, along with our with our sound. So who knows if that's how long it's been since they've, since they've heard you. But fine, we'll, we, will talk about, we will talk about Michael Chavis without you while I try and get this fixed. Um, how many home runs does he have? Three. Hit one today. And how many strikeouts does he have? He had seven coming into today. So he's pretty close. He to seven the, games. So basically, so if, basically, he's the modern day major league player. Home run, walk, strikeout. Those are your three results. <laughs> James's hot takes broke the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. I'm working on it. Let me see if I can fix it. While you guys, why, why don't you go on a little monologue, Bill, and we'll see if we can get James's microphone well, back up. If you remember what I put on the agenda for this week, I put. Pump the brakes on Chavis. Because how many right. times have we seen a you know a top prospect come up, do well, and then the league figures out how to pitch to him, and then the guy can't hit water if he falls out of a boat. Well, the thing is, is I, don't I don't even think, think I don't even think he's like he did well. Like like it's not even like the league had to come and figure him out. It it it, it it's more so. Like he had, he had a double in his first in his first game, which was, was very a, very impressive. It was a missile. No, it was it was a, it was a did you a, see what he did to Kiermaier, who is one of the yeah. best center fielders in the league, and he turned him around on that. Yeah, you had to be impressed with that. I was impressed with. It. I I am impressed with the way that he handles my, the two home runs he hit too, or two of the I didn't see today's, but the two home runs. He today's was to that. halfway up the uh, you know. The, oh, I did see it. The did seats see it. in center field, center field, field. that they they put it. the tarp over them halfway up that. I did see it. I'm sorry, I did see it. I saw all three of his home runs have been impressive. Yes, he has. He has. He's crushed the ball. So it, all three have been. James, he, why don't you try one last thing? Why don't you try and unplug your microphone and then plug it back in because I've been fidgeting with the settings over here and I can't see. Live TV, ladies and gentlemen. So why don't you unplug it and plug it back in? It's the third one with the black, uh, the black, the black beginning. So you, you know it, what else? You know what else I've been impressed with with Chavis is his plate discipline. He has taken some tough pitches that most of your young hitters. I'm thinking of Makata a couple of years ago, just got buried on curveballs and could not lay off of them. Yeah, Chavis has done that, so I've got to give him credit for that. Overall. Overall, I'm excited to see what Chavis to what Chavis brings to the table. But but I also think that it's time to pump. Like you should pump the brakes. Like yeah, let's yeah, not he's let's hit the not tower home runs. But let's not put him in the Hall of Fame yet. But I just I just you're still not working. But I but I but I just think that. Come on, James. I'll share with you. I just I I don't know. Like I I, I know I want to let I James, want James dying to talk about James. I want James to get on there. So go ahead. The magic of TV, seeing hey. this go from the James Kemp <laughs> to the regular thing. From one thing. side to the other. Okay. <laughs> yes, he's not the elite player. That's fine. There. Uh, God. Like the way. 
kind of talking about it. But who is our second baseman? Uh, okay. You don't have one right now. And who is actually productive playing second base? Michael Chavis. And I rest my case. <laughs> it's probably it's probably from you muting your microphone before. That's probably what screwed everything up. You 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 yelling about it and then you no I I delete it, it, the thing is gone. But um I understand that 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 you're not you're not getting in anything from second base, but overblowing the player because you're not getting something from second base seems like it just seems like too much. Like 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 let's like let's just see what this guy okay. brings to the table. How about long term? Talk about MLB's favorite son. What did he first game? Hit a double. Okay. What did? Oh please. I don't, I don't like the hype behind behind Vlad Guerrero Jr. either though. It, it, and that's even more insufferable because it seems to be league wide. And 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 Matty Ballgame also is a big big Vladdy Vladdy Jr. guy. And and I I don't get it. Like just because this dude's dad was was a Hall of Famer. Doesn't mean he's going to be a Hall of Fame. Like, doesn't mean he's, he's. I mean, the ball does sound incredible when it comes off of his bat, but but it doesn't. Like the hype around these guys is just so like, like let them do something before all this hype but happens. It's the same thing. Back when Ruth was playing, they all hyped him. Babe Ruth. Yeah. Did you watch many of his games? <laughs> was, he, was he on Quick Pitch? Was he was he highlighted on Quick Pitch on the MLB Network? A young My- phenom from Baltimore. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, but each. Well, of course, you hype the young player. Yes, you do. So yeah, I. But I'm probably overhyping him. But this whole why? savior thing, which is what you led yeah. with, like, come on. It's- I understand. Now is and, it? A- and wait, the save is not even from me. From me. Well, no, 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 no. I think I think part of that is because he's. Very much into God. I think he's 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 very very much into God, and that so that's where the whole I get it I get it, but this guy's not going to save your season. Just... Yeah, TB twelve sucks. Well, let me ask you this: when he comes up to hit, do you stop and watch? I don't know. I do. I do. I do. I I nobody can watch. hear. Nobody can hear what you're saying. <laughs> I I do because I have him on my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! Oh, God. so the truth the truth always comes out eventually. That's what uh, James gets hyped about players that are on his fantasy team. Like James isn't hyped about Vlad Jr. because he's not on his fantasy team, so that's why he doesn't care about Vlad. So it's, oh, the, well, the, the, the truth. Totally different story. I'll be like, yeah. The truth always comes out. Isn't that funny? All right. Um, anything else you want to talk about the Red Sox before we sign off? Like I said, we will get to the Patriots on the next episode here, um, and all of their draft picks. And- Hopefully James is um hopefully James's microphone will be working again by then and uh we'll break down all the all the Patriots draft picks and, and the Josh Rosen trade. But anything else on the Red Sox? No, why don't you go pee? I do need to go pee, so <laughs> <laughs> uh thank you everybody for tuning in on Twitch. We will be right back momentarily. Um so don't go anywhere and as always you can hear all of our articles or you can read all of our articles at Boston Sports Syndicate dot com. Thank you guys for listening. Catch you next time. Music for the Boston Sports Syndicate podcast provided by IMCDM. Boston Sports Syndicate. Yes. I'm missing you back to back to back to back to back. Nights in my place and I need you in my habitat. We don't need a time and a place. So yeah, baby, face it. You work overnight and I'll be okay. I'm missing you.
see you back.